0: I was yelled at by everyone, the judge, the court staff, the court reporters, especially when I wanted to fight for my clients' rights and demand trials or hearings or motions or release. You've got the Mighty Merp Podcast, and part three in this series. Is it a traditional camp experience that they're having?
1: So it's a mix of both. Um, It's traditional in the sense that we definitely celebrate uniqueness and we encourage costumes and silly dancing and fun. Throughout the day, we have traditional camp programs such as horseback riding, arts and crafts, the swimming pool. But then in addition to those activities, we also have our signature programs. And each day of camp, we have different signature programs. Do you want me to explain what those are? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. So our signature programs are specifically designed to include sibling enhancement projects such as life skills learning and meaningful events that allow them to express their feelings with their siblings and others who can relate to them. And so each day at camp, we have a different signature program. For instance, we have a carnival, which is where we have inflatables various games, fun carnival snacks, and it's truly to give siblings a space where they can create fun memories together. We also have a sibling pillow project where each camper gets to decorate and write a sentimental sentimental message on the pillow and then has an opportunity to present that to their sibling. And this way their um, sibling has a tangible item that they can hug, hold, and take home with them. That is a reminder of their time spent with their sibling. We also have a birthday party. And this is because we recognize that so often when kids are in foster care, they don't have the opportunity to celebrate holidays together um, and especially birthdays. So we collect donations throughout the year and we set up a store at camp so that each camper gets to go shopping at our store and pick out a gift for their sibling. They wrap it, they make a homemade card, and then they get to decorate a cake. And we have a camp-wide birthday bash where everybody gets to celebrate their birthday with their sibling. And that that seems to be everybody's favorite day at camp. It's really special.
0: Right, and I know that, and I'm gonna do a shout out to a local attorney in this area who also has a uh, baking company called Up River Baking Company. And she has agreed to donate the cake or cupcakes, whatever you want this summer for uh, the birthday bonanza, I will say. And uh, they are the best, best cakes and cookies that I've ever tasted. Um, And so just wanna do a shout out to Nicole Wise to thank her for the donation uh, to help us celebrate, help you celebrate at Camp to Belong River Valley.
1: Yes. And thank you, Nicole. This is the power of the ripple. And when people hear about our mission and they want to do their part to support us, it's, we couldn't do it without them. So we're absolutely so grateful. And I will, I need to get you connected with
0: our birthday planning committee. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So how do you get campers? And I guess my question, and I I sort of know the answer because I've i been helping with the courts as well, but um, how does somebody who's involved in the foster care system, either as a foster parent or as a child advocate, works for the court, um, how do they get uh, family together to uh, attend the camp to, to belong River Valley?
1: So referrals for campers can honestly come in from anybody, but they most often come in from the resource home, the biological parent, caseworker, law guardian, casa, And we've actually even had one judge who has supported a family attending camp um, through a court order. And once the campers are referred in and, you know, we're, we acknowledge that they meet all of the criteria to attend camp, We then get them registered and they fill out a pretty extensive uh, camper registration. We then do interviews and meet with all of the families and campers to ensure that this is something that they do want to experience and will benefit from. And then we get them signed up and... Yeah, that's how, that's how we get them. <laughs> so far, it's been a lot of word of mouth and me networking with other foster parents that I know throughout the state, and we're starting to do presentations through the DCP&P offices, DHS, and we're actually working really collaboratively with the Fostering Health Program, which is a program based out of the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia that serves children living in Philadelphia and surrounding counties. And they are also um, a huge referral pipeline for us as well.
0: And what's the cost
1: to kids? So there's no cost to the campers to attend. However, it costs us between twelve dollars and $1,400 per kid for them to attend for the week most of our campers that attend are eligible for funding through the state whether they're still in foster care and many still are able to receive this even if they are post-adoption and so when campers register we do ask the families to inquire with their caseworker if they're eligible for that camper fund and oftentimes it's around 500 and that just helps us offset the cost for room and board. And then the remainder of it is through small grants that we're writing and fundraisers that we're having.
0: So are you looking forward to this summer? Is this the first summer back for I, I assume it's the first summer back with the restrictions in the last year or two, I know that uh, a lot of camps had to uh, not open in previous summers, the last few.
1: Unfortunately, yes. So we are going to be back in person this summer. I am incredibly excited. We only had one year of in-person camp prior to the pandemic. We held our first year of camp in two thousand and nineteen, and the pandemic—you know—we really lost our momentum. Unfortunately, through the pandemic, though, we were actually able to send camp experiences in a box out to our our prospective campers, and so. For our week of camp in 2019, we reunited 20 different siblings. It was seven different families. And then we also had day-long events through our Sibs Connect programs that are year-long programs. And we reunited an additional 45 siblings uh, the end of 2019 into the beginning of 2020. And then through the pandemic, we sent a camp experience in a box out to 150 campers. (coughs) Oh, excuse me, and then this year we're going to be back in person, and we will be reuniting thirty siblings for our overnight camp, and then we're already planning our events that are going to be carried out throughout the year thereafter.
0: That's great um, it's so I'm excited because I'm planning on being there this summer, um, at least for some of it. Um, is it so I didn't ask you this. Um, where are the kids um, located that are participating in the camp?
1: So, our primary demographic is New Jersey and the eastern half of Pennsylvania. That being said, we recognize that oftentimes siblings can be placed you know many counties away from each other and sometimes even over state lines. So if we do have a child who resides outside of that our primary demographic area, they can still attend camp and we will find a way to get them there because we really do believe in the importance of getting giving these siblings the experience of camp together. And I know even for for my own daughter, her biological siblings live all the way down in Florida and when they're old enough to attend camp, we will find a way to get them up here but primarily, like I said, it is New Jersey and Eastern Pennsylvania.
0: So what are you most excited for this summer for the camp experience? Cool.
1: Um, one of my most favorite moments is watching the kids step off the bus for the first time, seeing their sibling and embracing that hug. Of course, they're all coming from different backgrounds and Different experiences of how often and how long they get to see their sibling. But that's a really magical moment. And then just watching the kids connect throughout the week, especially during our signature programs. One of my favorite signature programs is our scrapbooking day. Each family gets their own photographer who captures their memories throughout the week. And then the day before camp ends, we go and we print off thousands of photos, and the siblings get to make a scrapbook together. And I think that's a really magical moment because they get to reflect back on the entire week and exchange photos and help each other build their scrapbooks
0: so i'm excited to experience camp this summer at camp to belong and i'm gonna you know the story but i'm gonna share it because i it makes me tear up every time i say it but um You are about 14 to 15 years older than my daughter. And your first camp experience was with us at a sleepaway camp where we were uh, at the time my uh, husband was working as a counselor and we were there for two weeks. And my daughter, whose name is Ellie, was two turning three. She was almost three. She did act like she was 16 sometimes, but she was only about three. (laughs) That's a fact. (laughs) And you were the babysitter, the mother's helper, the, you know, and um, which I needed because I also had twins that were one years old um, at the time. Almost, yeah, almost one. And this summer... I'm so excited that Ellie, who's now almost 22, is going to be at Camp to Belong River Valley this summer. And she's going to be your daughter's babysitter and your mother's helper. And it's like, it just makes me like tear up every time I say it because- Talk
1: about full circle.
0: Yeah. Yes. And I know that you have been such a positive influence in Ellie's life and and you two, when you get together, you still, it's like you still have this bond and can like talk like, even if it's been a year or two years that you haven't seen each other. And then you reconnect and it's, it's like you never missed a beat and i love that she's going to have that connection with your daughter i love that
1: i do too i'm so excited i know she's going to be an incredible asset to our camp experience and it it really is just amazing how we've come full circle and how you really you know set off that initial spark in my interest in the camp world and here we are i don't i don't even want to calculate how many years later I mean, a lot <laughs> of years later <laughs> And Ellie's coming to spend the week with my daughter, who is basically the same age that Ellie was when I was there with her.
0: I know. It just gives me chills every time, every time. And I think for her, it's going to be this amazing, you know, she loved, she had a, a wonderful camp experience growing up. But I think being at Camp to Belong River Valley and experiencing and meeting kids that are in foster care that are such a different life than she led will be very eye-opening and uh, hopefully inspirational to her as well. So, oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, that's. I was just gonna say, I imagine it will be because I think anybody who steps foot into this camp atmosphere no matter what their background is, has something to gain from it. And we have volunteers who come from all backgrounds who were former youth in care, you know, all, you know, and then we have people who have never interacted with a child in care. And we are really focused on building our high five team, which is a very skilled team of professionals that are Trauma trained, yeah, trauma trained professionals to support not only our campers but also our volunteers at camp because it is a highly emotional and intense week, but it is absolutely a life changing experience not only for the campers but also for the volunteers.
0: Right, and and the one thing we didn't actually even discuss for uh, the camp is that you mentioned it's a nonprofit but it's all with grants and fundraising and everyone that's there during the summer, every counselor, every, um, everyone who's there is volunteering for the week. So, so I was going to say that some people might have experience with, uh, working with kids in foster care and some people might not have any experience. And there might be people there that have never had a camp experience, so you're bringing a lot of different backgrounds in and but the common thread is that they're all volunteering, and they all want to be there for that week.
1: I think that's something I'm really proud of is that we are an all volunteer run organization, and that really does show the true colors of the people that are there because they want they're there because they want to be there. And they believe in the importance of giving the kids this
0: opportunity. So Sammy, I, I, thank you. I love talking about Camp to Belong River Valley. I appreciate you talking to me about it. I know you love talking about it too. Um, So I'm going to ask, and I sort of hate this question when it's asked to me. So I'm not really sure why I'm asking it to you, but you're a full-time mom, you are, uh, you know, you have a full-time job, you're a single mom, I know you have a lot of family support, Um, and now you have this nonprofit. And I always, you know, people ask me the question, and I'm always like, you do what you have to do. But the question is, how do you do it all? How do you prioritize? Um, How do you fit it all in?
1: That is a hard question. Uh, But... I, as morbid as it may be, I always tell people that I'll catch up on my sleep when I'm dead. There's too much living to happen right now. And there's way too many things that I want to do in my lifetime. And where there's a will, there's a way. You just kind of make the time. And, you know, you're constantly shifting and reprioritizing the to-do list. But first and foremost, my number one priority will always be my kids and my family, but then I also recognize that the, uh, these other aspects, such as camp, is what fills me and what recharges me. And though it's hard work, it's also what fuels me to keep going. And as long as I'm able, I will.
0: It's funny when you were talking about your mom and dad, when you told them you were interested in starting this camp and they just knew, like there's no stopping you. And I would say, yep, that's Sammy. Sammy. Once she once she has an idea, she's going to accomplish it. Um, so, again, thank you for coming on the Mighty Mer Podcast. But and before you leave, I do have some rapid fire questions. I never know how they're going to go. Um, oh boy! And uh, if it doesn't go well, we'll just cut it. So no pressure, okay? Okay. What, if anything, do you do to relax or unwind?
1: Create art.
0: And what type of art? What is your um, medium? My most recent hobby is paper quilling. I am
1: obsessed with it, but I also have a new hobby every week. So two weeks ago <laughs> Two weeks ago, it was paint pouring. Actually, that's been a pretty ongoing. A hobby of mine. I do like doing acrylic paints. I love doing photography, but today my answer is going to be paper quilling.
0: I don't even know what paper quilling is, Sammy.
1: (laughs) Well, you'll have to look it up, but it is where you take this very skinny paper and you twirl it up with something similar to a crochet hook, and then you glue it and create any design you want. I'll have to send you a photo. It's pretty awesome.
0: I I do remember the photography and you developed pictures for me. And I do have a beautiful picture of Ellie in the lake at camp um, that you took. Do you remember that? I sure do remember that. Yeah, so I do remember that, um, that you loved photography. Do you have a famous quote that inspires you? or that you keep going back to? Oh, I have a
1: lot of them. Um, I'm going, I can read you one right now. Hold on. Okay. Let me pull this up here. I mean, I don't know if it's the best quote for this context, but <laughs> well, let me let me read it and then I'll see if it it's fitting. Hold on. I actually just sent it to you also. But um, I I guess this is more of a quote that is just personal to me and that I, I love. But it goes, listen to me. Your body is not a temple. Temples can be destroyed and desecrated. Your body is a forest, thick canopies of maple trees and sweet scented wildflowers sprouting in the underwood. You will grow back over and over no matter how badly you are devastated
0: by you Taplin. So I might have to add you to my uh, kids group text. I send them a quote almost every day or every other day, depending on where they are, what they're struggling with, um, what I think they need to be motivated on. Um, they mostly ignore it, but I feel like it's inspirational anyway. <laughs> I love quotes, so you should definitely add me to that chat. (laughs) So do you think you're a leader? What makes somebody a leader in your mind? Mm.
1: I would say that other people would probably call me a leader, but I really think I'm just a puzzle piece in a team of leadership I think a leader is somebody who is approachable, willing to always learn and do better, be receptive to feedback, and do better, yeah, do good for other humans through example.
0: Wow. I'm I'm actually so excited to listen to the puzzle piece that you just said, the phrase again. I might I might use that as a quote and give you credit (laughs) for it. There is no doubt you're a leader. You do all of those things, Sammy. And uh, I'm gonna ask, I think, three more easy questions. Favorite movie? (laughs) Favorite movie, it's supposed to
1: be easy. Um, Okay, let's see. Um, Simon Birch.
0: Nice, very nice. Favorite song? anything by cold play hmm. and favorite color blue now blue like your eyes blue like the sky blue like the ocean i'm
1: not really partial i'll take any shade of blue
0: of course but if will. i
1: had to fine tune it i guess i'm gonna go with
0: blue like the ocean there you go blue's winning on that question by the way <laughs> Contrary to what my favorite color is. Um, Well, thank you again. Um, I look forward to watching Camp to Belong River Valley continue to grow and prosper. And I hope next summer, instead of 30, we have 40 to 50 kids. And that we're able to uh, open up this camp to as many foster kids as we can that are siblings and have been separated in the system.
1: Thank you. And thank you so much for this opportunity. You know, I always love talking about camp. I'm sure there's a million other things that we could have talked about regarding camp, but I really do have a dream to keep growing our program. And, you know, when if there's a need, we'll find a way to have camp. And, you know, hopefully someday there will be things in place to prevent this from having to exist. But until then we are here and, I am really so grateful that you gave me the opportunity to talk about camp today. I am beyond grateful that you've joined our team, and I think that you should come for the entire week because you—you you don't. There's nothing that you want to miss. You have to be there all week. Oh, my
0: staff was going to be like, "What?" So, bring um, all. <laughs> I, I, am, I, I am bringing one most likely that um, I want her to experience it, and. Uh, I just think that, again, it's, it's going to be magical and life-changing um, an experience. So, yes, and we could talk about a zillion other things all the time. Um, so thank you again, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed this series. Don't forget to subscribe, because before you know it, we'll be back with another great conversation. Mighty Merp is available on iTunes, Spotify, and all your favorite apps and players. But the best way to experience the show is to visit MightyMerp.com. That's Mighty, m-e-r-p.com.